Hello and welcome to this week's Meander down movie memory lane as we stop in 1974 with the Duke, John Wayne. This is a landmark moment in cinema as McHugh is the first time we see John Wayne playing a cop. He only did it twice on screen and the other was Brannigan. More from that in a future episode. It's also a contemporary piece set in modern day, 1974, which means the plot asks for a number of action sequences, fights, car crashes, and ultimately, a world first. John Wayne is McHugh. And this time, for the first time, he's a cop. McHugh's in big trouble. Two million dollars in junk is missing. Hold it! And somebody's trying to hang it on McHugh. Suspects include lifelong friends. Evidence points to police brass. And the payoff is a trap for McHugh. You've never seen John Wayne before. Like this. McHugh from Warner Brothers. Turning cars over on film and TV is done in a number of ways. The ramp, where you drive two wheels up, flick the steering wheel at the end and gravity does the rest if you've got your angles right. Next is the pipe ramp. A simpler option is you simply straddle the pipe which is mounted onto a frame which is bolted to the floor, and a kicker on the end of it. The kicker flips the car over and maintains height and distance, giving you a spectacular car wreck. But without doubt, the most spectacular of all is the cannon roll. No ramps required, just a nitrogen cannon placed in the back or front of a vehicle with enough pressure to fire a length of telegraph pole out from under the car onto the ground below, causing the car to turn over pretty violently too. The results will vary depending on where you push the button, but the cannon roll in McHugh is in the hands of Stunts Unlimited and their crack team of professional stunt performers. The script said beach scene, car chase. McHugh fires machine gun into chasing car, car crashes. Now that's what happened on screen. It was a bit more complex than that. Director John Sturgis, who knows a thing or two about action and was the director of Gunfight at the OK Corral, The Magnificent Seven and The Great Escape, wanted the action on the beach to be very special indeed. A conversation with Hal Needham convinced him it would be, and Hal decided to try something new. Here is stuntman and friend of Hal's Gary Combs, Tell us how testing this didn't go quite according to plan. Hal came up with the idea to put a, a cannon in a car and uh, explode it going down the road. So him and McClarty and a couple, I don't, they was probably five guys. I wasn't there. This is a second-hand story, but McClarty told me this story so many times that uh, it's embedded in my mind. So they, they get this old Ford that won't even run, and they mount this cannon in the back behind the front seat in the back, and they, to this day, we don't know who the, the effects guy was that uh, gave him 
powder, but he gave them four, I think there were five ounce bombs, you know, wrapped up and whatnot. So they go out to, uh, out by Palmdale, out by the Air Force Base out there, and they tow this car out there, and McClarty's got this old brown Ford pickup, and uh, so they get out there, and uh, it was probably five guys, Hal, McClarty, two or three other guys. So Hal or somebody says, we better put a bomb in there and see what one of these bombs does. So the car just sitting still, they put a bomb in it, and they set it off, and boom, it does one of those things. Oh, my God, they said, uh, what are we going to do? And they talked a little bit, and finally they said, well, if we put two in it, it's not enough. We only got one bomb left. So put them all in there. So they did. <laughs> I put all this powder in this cannon. Well, unbeknownst to them, you don't just double uh, the powder amount. When you double it, you quadruple it or something. Anyway, so they put all these bombs in there, and Hal t tells McCarty, he says, now you push me to the pickup, and you get me up to whatever it was, 40 miles an hour. They're going out across the, this flat, dry lake, and... <laughs> Uh, McClarty said he pushed him up and Hal gave him the sign to wave off and he backed off and Hal hit the butt and he said he had to do this to look out the window and see where he went. <laughs> he went, went plumb out of sight, you know, and he backed off and the car made, God knows how high it went, way, way down there in the lid on the trunk. All it had was one roll bar in it and he lit on the trunk, the trunk folded in and it it broke his back again, it punctured his lung, it did all these things, and they drove down there and they got him out like this, he can't breathe, so McClarty's blowing in his mouth. So they put Hal in the back of the pickup, and McClarty stayed back there and kept blowing in his mouth. They took him to Palmdale, the hospital, and two or three days later, he'd come out. But that's the kind of guy he was. He told McClarty, he said, uh, take the cannon out, and take it with you, and go to Seattle, and you do the job, which he did. But he was smart enough that he had an effects guy with him. He didn't put quite so much powder in it, but he went down the beach and blowed it and turned it over nine or ten times. Second unit director was Ronnie Rondell. His brother Rick was the first AD. Ronnie explains here what's going on. We call it a cannon attached to the uh, frame of the car, which has a, a solid log at the bottom. They put eight inches of powder inside. And as he makes this turn to spin, he discharges the uh, cannon, which drives the uh, log down into the ground and shoots in like a, like a, like a, a shell and lifts the car over and starts it spinning. It's actually the first time it's ever been used for a, you know, for a film. And it, uh, I think it's going to actually revolutionize the, you know, stunt work in terms of turning cars over. For this particular stunt, the director had to be in perfect control. It was to be spectacular and unavoidably dangerous and it could not be repeated. Though this stunt had been planned and designed with the utmost care, no one could be sure exactly how it would work once the car left the ground. Is this a dangerous stunt? Well, it's, you know, it's very, you know, probably as dangerous as you can do because that whole roof, you know, could have caved in or crushed him. Of course, they had certain protection in there with a, a, uh, a squirrel cage and such. But still, if that had given away, he'd really been in trouble. As you can see, that front glass is, you know, gone and the roof started to cave in. But uh, it really is a phenomenal, a phenomenal stunt to do the first time and get it. Think there'll be a retake? No, I don't think so. Aside from being slightly shaken, the stunt driver Gary McClarty 
was unharmed. I'm a member of Stunts Unlimited that uh, 26 stuntmen and uh, we all kind of work together and we all kind of work stunts like this out amongst ourselves instead of one person handling it all there's five guys in saying do this and do that and you know so that's uh, that's what stunts unlimited is all about there you go that's it for this week thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and the youtube channel if you get a chance to leave a five-star review that would be hugely beneficial until next week bye for now